Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Light Body Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Lara May, and today I have a special treat for you. I have a special guest, Jamie Kerr, and she is not only a good friend of mine, but also a 200-hour certified yoga teacher, and I wanted to bring her on today to talk about the theme of October and movement in your life. And we're going to talk about movement in the context of yoga, which is also in alignment with the blogs that I am posting for this month that I definitely encourage you to check out. And the reason we're talking about these two things together is because it's a great way for anyone of any ability at any uh, point in their journey to start a movement practice that is both nourishing and not too overwhelming and very um, customizable, but also very constructive and really uh, opens you up to so many different benefits, both with your body and your mindset that can permeate your entire life in so many positive ways. So I hope you enjoy today's episode with Jamie because it's a lot of storytelling, but I think very constructive storytelling. So, but before we get to that today, I wanted to let you guys know that I am offering a very special holiday program. I'm calling it the Holiday Revival, and it's going to be all of November and December. It's a group coaching program that is going to help you really thrive through the holidays this year. And so I'm starting it at the beginning of November because I want to do a two to three week elimination diet phase so that if you guys are having any gut issues, inflammatory issues, any autoimmune, or if you're just wanting to uncover some of your food sensitivities and figure out what they specifically are and maybe why you have them, then this three-week phase at the beginning of November is going to be perfect for you. And so the first three weeks are going to be totally elimination and really tuning in to what our body is trying to tell us. And that's both with the physical and the mental mindset. And then, you know, we're going to have Thanksgiving. So going into Thanksgiving, you're really going to be able to figure out like what your triggers are. Is it dairy? Is it cheese? Is it meat? Whatever it is. And so when you go get to Thanksgiving, then you can make better choices for yourself. And so you'll feel better. So the whole point of this is so you can thrive during the holidays feeling better, not feeling like crap by the time New Year hits, and then having to do that whole like, oh, I just totally derailed myself through the holidays. Now I have to get back on track. I want to help you stay on track through the holidays while still enjoying yourself and still indulging in a healthy way, not overindulging. And so that's what this eight-week program is going to be all about. We're going to do it with a group of like-minded and motivated individuals that want to have the balance and not be stressed and not feel crappy and overtired and overstressed and overstretched. And so I'm going to be offering a free webinar coming up October 24th. That's a Saturday. 
I would love it if you joined me. The topic of the webinar is going to be how to infuse more hydration into your life. So eight ways to drink more water. And with that, I'm going to go into all the juicy details about this upcoming program as well. So go to drlaramay.com forward slash webinar register and I will leave a link in the show notes for today's episode. So you can register for the webinar, get in on all the goods, and go ahead and get yourself set up for success for this holiday season because you don't have to go through the regular rigmarole of overeating, overdrinking, overshopping, overstressing yourself, overscheduling yourself. There can be a happy balance, and I want to help create that for you and with you this holiday season. So again, it's drlaramay.com forward slash webinar register to get registered for the free webinar on October 24th, which is a Saturday. And I will see you there, but on to today's episode with Jamie Kerr. Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May, a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. episode is in alignment with my theme for October for movements. And so I have my friend Jamie Kerr on and she is a certified 200 hour yoga teacher. And I wanted to bring her on today because she has a very tumultuous relationship with movements. I think that's safe to say. She can correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. <laughs> and so I thought she would be a perfect example of of what it's like to struggle with movements and come out the other ends still creating her own version of what works for her. So Jamie, welcome to Light Body Radio. Thank you. And so let's just start by you telling us your story about maybe like your relationship with movement and how you became a yoga teacher and like whatever however you want to bring that forward today okay where to begin um it's kind of messy and all over the place um with movement do you want to know more from like beginning with uh, being younger in movement sure if you felt like that influenced you a lot i know uh like when i personally first met you um, you were sort of just getting into CrossFit and sort of beginning your uh, journey with being like, you know, a real athletic adventure with that. Okay. So at the time when you and I first met, um, I was working graveyard uh, as a pharmacy tech and it was at a, at a hospital and I had been working with another pharmacist who I had um, 
really admired her, um, her discipline in running before and after work. And I thought, uh, man, if she can do it, I can do it. She was a little bit older than me. She was married. She had a young child. And that's where the foot, my footpath started. Um, but it started with this big judgment. I was immediately comparing myself to somebody. Um, so I wouldn't recognize that until years later. But anyway, so we would go running after work and four miles felt like death. And I was struggling and then I would feel great afterwards, but then it, it would totally, it just sucked while I was doing it. And I was like the, I was like the kid in the car, like, are we there yet? <laughs> but, with a lot more, but with a lot more expletives. And um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, um, and then one night I ended up working with a different pharmacist who had introduced me to the idea of CrossFit. She and her husband had been working with a personal trainer. And after our discussion about me wanting, wanting to do something, um, but maybe not running, maybe running wasn't the thing that was best for me. Um, she had introduced me to this uh, concept of CrossFit. Her trainer would implement a few things like battle ropes and these uh, uh, wall balls. And um, so I started to investigate and I ended up finding this CrossFit gym slash box that I ended up uh, really enjoying. Um, one of the rad things about this uh, trainer was that he had a really he had a really cool program. He was very he he was in the military. He was um, working with a lot of first responders, and he had this wealth of knowledge behind him. And he gave two free classes. You know, kind of like try it the first time and then just make sure you try it a second time and see if you really hate it or not. <laughs> and, and, um, and I loved it and it was really simple. Uh, but when I was there, I saw other, these two other women that were doing these, these uh, deadlifts with this massive weight. And I thought, Oh my gosh, like she's shorter than me. And she is, she's pushing out this weight. Wow. That's really neat. She's so strong. I didn't know that you could be, I mean, it sounds silly, but like, I didn't know that I never had seen women actually do that in front of me before, uh, being able to go to a gym that weren't massive bodybuilders and doing it for a show. These were just women that were average women in this gym, busting out this routine that this, the trainer had put together. So that's where it started. Um, it was really interesting. I ended up doing a couple of his classes and then I went to the snow with my family and I was so sore and it felt so good because I felt like my body had awakened and it had responded to something that I didn't feel like I didn't even know was asleep um, at that time. Mm -hmm. And then interestingly, those two same women, they had also introduced me to Bikram yoga. And I had no idea what that was, but it was a gym that was, or a studio that was right around the corner. 
they thought, you know, it's great. You should check it out. And well, what is it? Oh, it's just, you know, yoga that's in this heated room. You sweat a lot. Oh, okay. All right. All right. And I thought it was going to be really complimentary, you know, like, oh, it's going to be massive hard workout with CrossFit. And then I'm going to beat Grim and I'm going to just have this mellow, totally yoga, zen, you know, experience. <laughs> and I had no idea that it was so much, going to be so much work. Yeah. <laughs> um, I started becoming addicted to the endorphins that I started gaining from CrossFit. I I was feeling good, you know, and I was busting out this weight. I was RXing, which means that I was doing the prescribed, the weight as prescribed. Um, you could always modify. And that was the one thing that I also really appreciated about CrossFit was that anybody could do it. And similarly with, with yoga, anybody can do it. You know, it's for every body. But there was a lot of criticism with CrossFit too, was that there was this push and this constant pushing through. So I had these dueling battles within myself where I really wanted to be strong enough to achieve these set goals that the, the trainer had created. And I started getting out of myself, like, and by getting out of myself, I didn't realize that I wasn't even in myself. I didn't feel, I didn't know that I wasn't coming in in from the right place until I realized I wasn't in the right place. Yeah. So it was super challenging, which I loved. And it was you know, part of part of the CrossFit push also for me was I wanted to participate in this um in this challenge called Tough Mudder. And I had never done anything well, I had done something really mild, mild like that, like through a pumpkin patch. <laughs> Like with some friends, and then we went and had drinks after. It was great, but like, <laughs> oh, I had a rope climb. Awesome! I could do this in my sleep. Fantastic! <laughs> like, yeah. but I heard of this tough mutter, and I thought, oh gosh, you know that sounds like fun. Which was another th reason of why I'm getting involved in CrossFit. I knew that it could get me up to a level that I could hold my own when when participating, and um, so. There was this kinship with the group of people at, in CrossFit. You know, everybody's struggling through it. You're 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 grinding through this horrible workout, and like, but it was really good at the same time. And you're challenging yourself with others. You're challenging yourself, and and you're strengthening yourself in, on so many different levels. You know that you don't realize that you have that strength. Uh, within you, but it's, it's, it's not just so much a, it's not so much a physical strength, but a mental strength. Mm -hmm. And especially working with graveyard as well, um, being, and in a medical environment, you have to sort of dig deep because there's only you, I mean, at the time when I was working, it was only myself and the pharmacist. And so having to, you have to dig deep whether you want to or not, and there's no one else to do it. And so it was, like these life lessons that were just kind of like blossoming all over and who knew that CrossFit had that to offer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that's amazing. But then I ended up pushing myself to a point where I ended up injuring myself and you, you know, going to the Bikram and CrossFit 
uh, multiple times a week for hours at a time wasn't a, a healthy balance. And I wouldn't, the, you know, the first sign of that is that injury of, hello, you're not help. You're, you're, you're doing too much and you, did, need, you need to use. What did you injure? Um, so I had torn some intercostal muscles, intercostal rib muscles, and I started it when I was doing my favorite exercise on this machine called the GHD machine. And I later bought one off of Amazon, but it's totally sucked. It's not the same as the one that you could get from Rogue Fitness. It's just not the same, you know? <laughs> yes, you need that $3,000 one versus the $200 one. <laughs> because, the, because that sucker stays put and you end up, it was this whole extension. Um, you know, you lock your feet underneath this hold and you, and you end up using your glutes and, or your, uh, your, uh, glutes ham and hamstrings primarily but you do these back extensions and I was mm -hmm. going you could be on your belly or on your on your bum when you do this yeah. but I went too far and I went against the advice of trainer he's like don't only do like 20 yeah I got this 20 <laughs> what's this 20 I could do 50 <laughs> this feels so good <laughs> and, and it feels good until it doesn't and then you can't breathe because <laughs> it's a, you know on your ribs and um your lungs and oh god so it was a lot of you know biofreeze and you know tiger bomb and ice packs and wrapping them around my chest and sleeping upright um, in order to get through it, which was another life lesson. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But I ended up injuring myself from the, the Tough Mudder, and then that's when things started to shift. Ah. Okay. I'm going to interrupt you because I know there's more to the story. But I wanted to ask you, what were your, like, back when the whole running thing came to you, and you were working with the, the pharmacist that was running before and after work, what were your original goals going into that? Was it, I just want to be like her or like, I want to be in shape and I don't know where to start. So I'm going to do what she's doing. Or like, do you even, do you maybe remember what your goals were at that? I'm just curious. Yeah. I, um, I think it was more of wanting to be in shape, wanting to be more fit. I wanted stronger legs mm -hmm. and and I wanted to be like her okay. to a certain extent. I, um, I really admired her. She had an a interesting backstory, uh, just like a hard worker, like a, a Horatio Alger's kind of story. And, you know, she was her own believer, like she was her solo believer in herself. And through that grit, she was able to c accomplish great things for herself. And I really admired her. And so she inspired me on that level. Cool. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Yay, I like yeah. that. Women <laughs> inspiring women. Um, and I had another question too, as you were telling your story and you mentioned there was, you said constant push and constant criticism. And was that coming from within you or was it also coming from, um, quote, the trainer? I'm just curious. Oh, the trainer was was great. It was coming from myself. The okay, so in, was inner coming. critic. Yeah, he uh, the pushing. It was encouragement. It wasn't to the point of 
and even that language use is different in telling of how he was encouraging and just you know keep keep at it you know you can do it push through this one last one there's a point where if your form gets sloppy you'll end up injuring yourself absolutely yeah and when i would do it like basically the form would get sloppy mm -hmm. and i it got to a point where i was pushing myself where it was sloppy and it wasn't it wasn't it was it wasn't quantity it wasn't quality it was quantity at yeah. that moment and then that 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 ended up not being a good mindset and i know i'm not the only one that ends up having that because you can oh see yeah no it not at all and so i just wonder like so like you were looking i think like you said like you found like this group camaraderie and this community within crossfit which we mm -hmm. i think all even of those of us that aren't in crossfit like know that there's like a community that is built around it which is awesome but do you feel like they're like the because at the beginning of your story too you mentioned judgment and comparison and so do yeah. you think that that also like can factor in like can become almost like systemic within that community and i don't think any of this is intentional i just think it's like pardon my french shit that comes up <laughs> <laughs> um with the judgment and what was the second thing comparison like as you're, you know, cause you said like pushing myself and then, you know, like my form got sloppy. Do you think that maybe that was also because you were like comparing yourself to the other women around you and saying, well, if I just get one more, then I'll yeah. be, you know, strong like them. Yes. And it was, it wasn't them doing it. Of it course was not. me doing it myself. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember there was a, there was this one girl, oh gosh, she was a, uh, she was, she was incredible. She was a mom of two and a graveyard, um, Ellen D nurse. Mm. And she, I mean, she was just built for it. Oh gosh. Like the weight that she could do. And I thought, golly, you know, like I'm here as much as she is and I'm, I'm doing my best and I'm still not at that weight. I must not be good enough or I'm not trying hard enough because I still am not getting to that point. And I would get inside my head, even though what I was doing, I mean, I have these Facebook reminders, a post that I did, like I would come home and I would post on Facebook, like all this workout, this shit that I did. And I was, and I look at that now and I was like, wow, 35 push-ups. <laughs> Who's that girl? I don't know her anymore. <laughs> but, um, but she was, she was incredible, but it wouldn't be until going through the, the 200, 200 hour yoga teacher training that I would realize how different our bodies are yeah. and, um, what we, you know, our different bodies are capable of. Yeah. And it's yeah. a good, bad thing. It just is. Yeah. Awesome. Great. great. Yeah. Great <laughs> segue. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so injury at Tough Mudder, and that sort of put the brakes on a lot for you, right? Yeah, major depression. Yeah, so the universe, like, sort of, like, stopped you. It was like, Burp. Yeah. Tasco did not collect $200. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so then tell me, like, how you came to the yoga teacher training. So I 
was working with this really cool person who happens to be interviewing me right now. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, through our, our work and the things that we have read through Gabby, through Wayne, through Louise Hay, a lot of the people, you know, things, all this, this stuff started, it was like a spiritual stew almost, like a, a mental spiritual stew where everything was just kind of thrown in. And it started, or maybe not thrown in, but it was collected and placed. And then it was marinating in a way. And so through all these conversations, this yoga training had been bubbling to the surface. And I remember you talking about it and that it was something that you had always wanted to do and I, and I and I remember listening to that I was like oh wow that's kind of neat huh I never really thought about that that's kind of cool and then you know I had gone I had really enjoyed the uh, Bikram when I when I had like I mean I went 30 what was it like 30 classes in 30 days and there was a, there was a couple times where I went twice a day. Unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> you know, I used to do that too. <laughs> and I, you know, I there's still a special place in my heart for Bikram. Like there, you know, I still there are things that I still love about it. And one of the things I do love about it is that it's so challenging. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there's something to be said for the repetitive motion of Bikram. The forest needs to know, or wait, was no snake. Oh, the yelling. <laughs> no, yeah. don't yell yeah, I'm sure those of us that have practiced Bikram have all been in one of those classes with the drill sergeant instructor who is oh, yeah. screaming yeah. at you the whole time. <laughs> Be like a lamppost. Yeah. yeah, screaming at you. Lock your knee, lock your knee, lock your knee. Okay, so, <laughs> and I just want to point out too that like you and I had had this experience with Bikram at, you know, at a similar time, but we did not practice together at the same studio. But so we were coming to our yoga teacher training from very different places. Um, from me being a, a competitive athlete for practically my whole life since I was eight years old and very, you know, very disciplined long-term regimen and then into yoga and and you on the other hand coming from from crossfit from injury and then a hiatus healing your injury and then mm -hmm. to the yoga so because i think there's a perception out there that to do a yoga teacher training like you need to be a master already you need to you know be able to stand on your head and twirl and, yeah. <laughs> you know like <laughs> put both feet behind your head and you know like then jump up and down or something i don't know <laughs> Yeah. Do this headstand like with no hands. Yeah, yeah. amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, but there's just lot... <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> so um yes, so because I think there's a value that I never really thought about with the yoga teacher training that is very much about like uh, diving deeper into your own personal practice and again just like meeting yourself on the mat wherever you are and you know learning that level of acceptance without judgment because that's when the real work begins right oh yeah you know it's so funny you say that the last last week in the in our yoga class um 
there was, I mean, it's a yoga class that I'm taking, but there was a new student and she was older and, um, and, <laughs> and I remember her saying, Oh, I'll just, I'll just sit, sit, you know, I'll put my mat behind you, even though I invited her to be side by side with me. And then I was like, Oh my God, I was worried because I had some spicy food earlier and I just did not, I was like, please don't part, please don't part, please don't part. Like I just didn't want to have her like leave with that, ex with that experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I remember <laughs> she wanted um, a Beekman studio for that. Okay. I'm, sure, I'm sure that's something we all remember from Beekram is being in a crowded class with maybe someone that has some bad gas because there's nothing lovelier than a hot, steamy, sweaty room. <laughs> with a nice, juicy part. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, okay. But the, what I had said to her were those same exact words of where she felt insecure about not being able to do it. And I had said to her, you know, start where you're at. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Meet yourself on your mat. Where were we going for that? I had lost my train of thought. Yeah. No, no, no. That's exactly the point is that we were both coming from different directions, but we ended up going through this journey together. And um, so that's why my intention with this month of October is to help people create a consistent movement practice for them not to run a Tough mutter and not to be able to deadlift a million pounds, even though those things are amazing accomplishments and great goals, but to create a healthy relationship with movement because the most important thing for long-term health is just moving. You don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to do an Ironman. You don't have to do CrossFit. You like all these things. You just have to move. And so <laughs> I thought that you have a great story. And I, you know, I've, I've sort of gone with the emphasis of yoga for this month because I think yoga is so approachable. And I wanted to dispel this perception that, again, you have to be a master, you know, right off the bat, or you have to, you know, be flexible or blah, blah, blah. Or it has to take an hour and a half every day. None of oh, those things are true. So yeah, that's, I wanted to talk to you and bring your story to this conversation because I think it's a great illustration of real life and a real creation of a consistent movement practice that can be a great inspiration for other people. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when I had that injury, it was very challenging. Like I, I was super depressed afterwards and, and, um, and even though cross the going back to CrossFit with modifications, I still, I still felt really defeated and I didn't feel like I was getting anything out of the class. And I just felt like a, a I felt like a fucking failure. And even though nobody was saying that to me and you know, even when athletes were coming back into the box, you know, modifying at, at whatever point as they see, see, you know, saw fit, like one girl had, a, you know, a pre-existing shoulder injury. And so she wouldn't lift as much or, or maybe she wouldn't lift at all. But it was really hard for me to pull myself out of that. And I was working with someone who had been a, an aerobics instructor at one point. 
and she had recommended this uh, workout, home workout video. It was Pilates. And so then I, that's where I started coming back into it. And again, I ended up going off the deep end where I started working out three times a day. <laughs> again, who is that girl? <laughs> uh, I don't know her anymore. But, but I ended up, there was, those were some experiences that I ended up bringing forward with me. When the yoga teacher training class came up, I thought, wow, maybe that, you know, if, <laughs> again, oh, if Larry could do it, I could be able to do it maybe. <laughs> like, and that was really inspiring because like you end up doing a lot of things that I, I think a lot of people wouldn't even dream of that think, think that they could do that, but they can, they just have to have that little, that tiniest shift, that will to do it. It just takes that one little imp to be like, you know what, maybe I can. That year in 2018, I had decided I had chose, it was, you have to decide um, that it was going to be the best year ever. And so that started with going to seeing Gabby, it, 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 Abraham Hicks, and, and then it started the ball rolling even more. I ended up having... And I, I had work. I was working a second job. I was commuting to work. I thought, yeah, you know, I could afford it. And it's, it's online. That's cool. Like, you know, and I had to get around my head that how in the, there are some in the yoga community that will, you know, they, they discount it's, it's slowly changing now. Well, but at that time, even though it was a short time ago, it was really negated. Like, oh, it's not quality. Yeah. You know, you're not working with a real teacher. Oh, but you are. And she's yeah. amazing. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. You or you're not going to India to study or, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, and, and one of the things that I loved about it was the opportunity to be able to look at so many different bodies. I mean, there were what? There had to have been like, like a hundred people or more that were in our class. People from all over the country, all over the world, all different types of body types, males and females. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah and they were, you know, I think, yeah, people at that time, especially like you said, 2018, way before COVID, it was, sure. the <laughs> yeah, was you go, you go to a studio, you study in person, um, you know, but this worked for us and yeah. and now like totally different like there's almost all of them are online now right because <laughs> because you're not allowed to be in a room with life you're so funny <laughs> but yeah I I didn't going in I didn't really know what I I didn't really know what my intention was except that I was going to make the best year ever and that this came up on my radar and why not? And just, I just leapt I, or leaped or whatever the word is. And the path ended up appearing before me. I just had to trust myself that I could do it. Interestingly, I ended up quitting that second job and I was sort of worried that I wasn't going to be able, like, how am I going to pay for this? You know, and it, it wasn't a super break the bank, but it was one of the factors, and then it, it will always work out. It just works out. Uh, there's a way, well, there, where there's a will, there's a way. 
being open to that reception and even with like when you're in a hard pose just breathing through it you know and holding it and that that form how important it is and even translating that to just showing up for class and how that can translate to holding the pose attending class how that can translate even more in your life of just keep going. Yeah, I want to stop there too, because this has come, been coming up a lot for me personally, is allowing yourself to feel the feelings and just be with them long enough because they will pass, you know, like the only thing constant on this planet and in this realm is change. And that's true with our feelings too. And I think the, especially within this culture that we're in now is anything to avoid the feelings right to not feel the feelings so we we do smoke pot we drink (laughs) we take benzos we watch tv we spend money we you know and and some people are addicted to yoga and but you know i would say that if you're at least when you're in the pose and you're breathing as long as you're not in acute pain it's okay to be uncomfortable because it is teaching you that mental fortitude of breathe and allow whatever's coming up to come up and it will pass because after however many breaths you've dedicated, you've committed, then you'll be, you know, then you come out of it and things move on. Absolutely. As long as, you know, you're a person and you have a set of lungs, you can accomplish that. And it doesn't matter whether you are like, there's the stereotype of only skinny white girls that end up participating in yoga. And then you have a lot of different, there are more forums now of bigger bodied women, um, uh, differently abled bodied women, um, and, and also men too, and different racial ethnicities that are getting out there and they're teaching and showing, I really, okay. So I started following this. I started following this woman. She's out of Fresno and she is following, I mean, like on Instagram, not yeah. as a creeper. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Let me clarify that. I think most of us know that following means on Instagram. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Cool. Cool. Um, Anyway, and I really like the energy that she brings to the table. I think she was, I think it was on Yoga Daily Progress or something, another platform where one of her videos was shared. And she is, I think what is her name? Her name is Tiffany Crow. Um, She calls herself a fat yogi. And she feels there's nothing to be ashamed about, about um, reclaiming the word, and there's a lot of um, negative criticism that she receives, and she'll post about it, and she ends up not demystifying, but she it's it's so inspiring to me, and that's one of the reasons why I I watch her videos, and I um, I learn from her because she helps. She is a bigger woman. She's five nine, and I think she's two something. And, um, and these are things that she has mentioned and, um, and that she ends up teaching different modifications on how to help you get through pose. Um, I work with a woman who is a bigger, uh, bodied woman who was expressing concern about being able to do certain things. And I asked her if, you know, she, it's amazing that you have so many tools around you and you don't even 
sometimes we don't even realize the tools that are around us or in front of us. Um, and we just have to shift our perspective in order to look at it a little differently. Like who knew that you could use, you don't have to buy an expensive yoga strap when you have a belt or a bungee cord or a towel, you know, like there's a dog leash. There's so many different things that you can use. Yeah. You know, you don't have yoga blocks, but maybe you have a couple of bricks or maybe you have, you know, stackable, you know, pans or whatever. The point being is that, that, you know, you, everybody can do it. And then staying the course of breathing through it, it only is a moment, that moment of discomfort. And as long as you are, like you said, not in any pain or, um, you know, that it will, it will trans, not trans, is it transgress? Is that the word? You know, it'll, it'll pass. It'll, like the biggest thing for me is, is believing that I could do it and that um, regardless of what I chose to do with it, like if I actually chose to be a teacher or not, um, that I can, like I have that knowledge behind my, in, inside of me now. Uh, that's super, that was just super huge. And I didn't, you know, I mean, you, you and I am work through times of like big, ugly. I mean, I, I remember big, ugly crying, just being so afraid of being able to be in front of somebody. And that doesn't, that's not entirely a way. I mean, I, I'm maybe not as fearful as I was then having to get over that hump. I feel like if somebody were to hand me a class, like if Gia was to hand me a class today, I, I would be nervous as fuck, but I would totally be able to get through it, you know, like, yeah. um, and even just how it ends up translating to different areas of life. Like recently I ended up, um, you know, there was a, a, a coworker that was having, having a crisis at work and I really thought they were going to walk off the job. And so I ended up going in there and I ended up talking with her. And sometimes you end up having to just sometimes a hug helps so, so much, but, um, she didn't want to leave. And it was amazing. Like I had her sit down, uh, on a chair and uncross her feet and keep them grounded on the floor. And then I led her through a four breath, uh, intake, inhale and exhale. And it was rad you know because i would never have fucking thought of that if i hadn't gone through this yoga class amazing how it ends up going like full circle like you never know where it's going to help and and it continues to help like it's a continuously giving practice that was huge for me realizing that realizing that and even in that moment just a few weeks ago helping her like holy crap you know that's that's so magnificent like not in a it, it's, it's truly huge to be able to take that from your learning and apply it in other ways. So, yeah. yeah. And the fact that the, yeah, you know, because it's not just about the movement there's, there's, but it, but it's so, it's a huge, it's a huge leg of it. A huge yeah. arm. Of it. Yeah. So I, I think I talked about a little bit about that last week and I know I've definitely talked about it in some of my blogs is that, if you're looking for the whole package of mind, body, and spirit, 
yoga's got it for you. I mean, that's what it was. Obviously, you know, it's an ancient tradition and practice from a very ancient part of the world. So it's been practiced and cultivated for thousands of years. And so it's not just about the movement. However, in this Western society that we're in, it's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I mean, I think all of us can benefit from meditation. And that's one of my favorite soapboxes too. And I think that's also what's great about yoga is that usually within a yoga practice, especially if you go to a studio, but a lot of times now you find it more and more on YouTube, you're at least starting the practice, even on like a YouTube class with a tune in some, you know, very conscious, intentional breath work, setting an intention. And then Mm -hmm. you're usually ending the class with Savasana and then perhaps another meditation at the end. And so I think that's also a really great entryway, like a little bit of a door window opening for people to explore more, um, which I think is fantastic. And that's one of the things I like about too, like you can take it or leave it. Like maybe you're really just coming to yoga as a way to build strength while you re while you heal from an injury, or maybe you're coming to it as a person that has no history with exercise whatsoever, but you know, you need to do something and it's a great place to start. So like, again, like you said, any body, any shape, any size, any age, any sex, any creed, any color, any, you know, any of that, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. are all are welcome. And, um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to, I'm so glad that you are here to tell your story because it's, you're really, I think like bringing into real life, all of these things that I sort of preach about on this podcast for lack of a better word. (laughs) So yeah, because I also, you wanted, um, I wanted to go back, and um, when you said, you were talking about some of the things that were running through your head, and so I want to talk about, like, the shit we say to ourselves, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> which could be, like, a whole subject for a, a whole other podcast, but yeah, so the shit, the shit we say to ourselves, like, when we're starting something, or maybe, like, restarting, maybe when we're coming back to something that we haven't done for a while, I know uh-huh. like, this happens to me, too, like, after, like, I'm always doing something, but let's say, like, I just took a hiatus from running, and I just restarted running the, in the last week and a half and I'm back to that place of shit this is hard (laughs) you know like or ow or this hurts or you know maybe I really don't like this as much as I thought I did (laughs) yeah Um, yeah or maybe like all things that are a lot meaner to ourselves like I suck at this I can't do it what am I thinking you know like I don't belong here I'm weak all of this stuff And I just think, again, like yoga provides the perfect, you called it um, a pot, a stew earlier. And I think, (laughs) I think that's a a great metaphor because there's so much cooking up here between our ears anyway. And so I think (laughs) yoga provides like that perfect combination of movement and stillness at the same time, you know, for us to really recognize what's been 
you know, percolating in that brain of ours, whether it's positive or negative, and really allows us that mirror to examine it, even if we don't want to. Well, yeah, it's, it's, um, I recently, when you said the way of the being, like how we can be horrible to ourselves, I remember one yoga class in, um, in this studio in Sacramento, um, and the, it said that it was for all levels, and I found that to be absolute bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't. <laughs> and, um, and I remember just falling into, um, into child's pose and just crying, snotty crying onto my mat in this pose and just saying how, like I said awful things to myself, you know, like, you know, what the fuck do you think you're doing here? You don't belong in this fucking class. Look, it's, uh, it's for everybody and you can't even do it. You can't even do these simple things. And it was just, it was so bad. And that was, that was part of, that was part of a lesson, you know, and it was for, for myself to face whatever that was that I was have going through at that moment, you know, and, and we asking myself, what is, what is it that I'm going through at this moment? I was introduced to this yoga class here in Reno, which is really pretty amazing. And it's donation based. And one of the things that is amazing about it is um, it's for people on all different kinds of recovery. And it doesn't matter what your recovery is, is that it, you know, it could be anything. It could be drugs, alcohol, food, sex, shopping, and it doesn't matter what it is. But one of the things that the yoga is helping is in this amazing, like you said, the mirror, our reflections and being able to sit with ourselves and how we are in this crazy pandemic and how a lot of the times we end up just running from ourselves and numbing ourselves in a variety of different ways, like you said. And, oh, I was reading this article. It's a movie and it's a documentary. And it, but it's talking about how it's like our phones are our digital pacifier. Eye-opening? Eye-opening, yes. Oh, I have to see it. Um, but when they said digital pacifier, and I was like, oh my God, that's me. Like, I can't even put my phone down. I can't sleep. <laughs> like, um, you know, constantly scrolling and, and rechecking, you know, a million times what, you know, it didn't change in the last 20 seconds. And how busy our mind can be and how, um, and how it is that monkey mind. It's like you're swinging from one thing to the next. And, and, um, and how we end up use like, these are our distractions and how we, you know, we always, you always have choice. And, um, and even with the yoga, with the, with this movement, you have a choice and there's nothing wrong with going down to the mat and baby and child's pose in order to just breathe through it. Some people's the whole practice, they'll come, you can come to a class and everybody will be doing like, you know, uh, you know, a full on sun salutation and 
there's 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 a guy over there in the corner that's napping. That's cool. Like that's what he's doing. He's in Shavasana for what or or child's pose. Whatever you need, you know that there isn't any judgment in there. You know mm-hmm. that whatever that the, it, you're dealing with. And one of the things that's rad about this class is that all of us have some sort of of, and we all have stories. Um, but in coming to this class, you know where we're at right now. You we're we're showing up for ourselves. So again, I want to thank you so much for coming on today and I want to start wrapping things up. So tell me probably, yeah, I want to do this. Tell me a tool that we can take away from today. So one of the things that maybe, I don't know, something that someone can implement today in their life that you have learned from your movement practice or any advice that you would give to someone like starting from square one with their movement practice? So one thing that keeps popping into my brain right now is being impeccable with your word and like how you talk to yourself. And that is going to be huge in how you step forward in whatever you do, whatever you're doing, you know, being kind to yourself, being confident with being with your capabilities like if you are curious and you want to try this movement try it um maybe today isn't the day but maybe in five maybe maybe tomorrow will be or maybe maybe try going a little bit deeper and challenging yourself and feeling that discomfort but being able to be kind to yourself and letting yourself know that it's okay to struggle a little bit in it and that it might be, it might not be easy the first time or the 50 billionth time, but knowing that how you feel in it, how you feel, how you talk to yourself while you're in this, doing whatever this movement is. And even when it's walking into your class and how we can, I mean, I've done it before where I'm taking my mat and I'm feeling hella jiggly and fat and my, you know, I'm calling myself, you know, names, you know, I'm just like, oh, gross, you know, and I go, I got to tuck my shirt in so my fat belly doesn't roll out, you know, like, and I'll say these things sometimes, and then I catch myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, and so turning it around and thanking yourself that, thank you, body, thank you, feet, for getting, walking myself into here, you know, thank you for giving me this ability to even try this, you know, thank you, you know, thanking myself, you know, it's such a gift to be in our bodies. You know, there are some people that don't even have arms and they're in a wheelchair and they are, they're doing some sort of, they're, they're moving themselves over there. I saw this woman, she had, oh, she had, she was in a wheelchair. I'm sorry. She didn't wrong, wrong, wrong parts. Sorry. Oh, that's not, she had arms no legs in a wheelchair doing a handstand. Amen. It was incredible. So the fact that, you know, where there's that will and there's that way. And if you, you know, it starts with how you are with yourself first and how you have being kind to yourself and how that will translate into so many different facets. 
Yeah. But also like not getting hung up on the perfection because it's not about how perfect we are, but it's a, but it's like how quickly we come back. Right. It's how, how quickly we self-correct and how quickly we are become self-aware and like, Oh shit. I just said that to myself. That wasn't very nice. You know, and yeah. correcting it with something that is kind and is, you know, like a statement yeah. of gratitude or, you know, whatever it is. Absolutely. Yes. Cool. Thank you. Thank you again for being here and thank you for your infinite wisdom that you brought forward today. Love it, love it, love it. And I hope you come back and we'll talk about some more good, fun, juicy stuff. So until next time. Yeah, thank you guys. (laughs) Namaste.